T Network. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to another episode of VT Network. I'm your host, Deadman. With me, as always, my brother, Mustard. Our other brother got salmonella from three strippers, so he couldn't make it. This week's episode is brought to you by Kevin Spacey's Family Portraits. Every visit is a memory. Use code SOFTTOUCH for 15% off. <clears throat> yeah. Wow. These, these sponsors are getting really interesting. We need to start asking questions. <laughs> or not at all. Like I'm just I'm just I'm just saying, man. <laughs> we need to there, there is a point. <laughs> I mean DJ's in, in charge of the sponsors, so <laughs> Yeah, I know, right? He's the one that brings us most of this stuff, so I have no idea what the fuck to do about it. Anyways, it has been a strange week and I bet you one of the reasons DJ caught Salmonella is because he didn't watch Invincible Fucker. He didn't? You know that for sure? I, I don't know. I'm, I'm just guessing. It's not like he's going to listen to this. <laughs> skip. Yeah, it's true. You think he just skipped it? Just, just to fucking... <laughs> <laughs> I don't want the pressure on me. Fuck you guys. We got Salmonella from three strippers. All right. But anyways, so what have you been up to this week? What have you been watching? What have you been playing? Uh, been playing a lot of Chivalry 2. Um, I've played some Call of Duty. Um, uh, swiftly going through Doom Eternal. Uh, what else? Um, I played a lot of Stardew Valley. You ever played that game? Uh, yeah, but like very briefly. The girlfriend's like really into it. for adults. Yeah, yeah, it's pretty. I love that game, dude. It, it's so relaxing, bro. Like, there's not like I swear to God, it tops Animal Crossing in terms of relaxation. I don't know about that one. I don't know, because I'm, I'm watching her play it, and there's a lot of fuck, goddammit, shit, son of a bitch. So I'm just like, I don't, I don't know. <laughs> I oh, got, well, I mean, yeah, there's there's times to get frustrated at it for sure, but like, just like Animal Crossing, when you accidentally dig up a fucking flower, you're not supposed to, you know what I mean? <laughs> you just, fuck! You know? <laughs> Goddamn. <laughs> yeah but like what i'm trying what i was i guess what i'm saying is like it, the reason it tops it for me because like animal crossing puts me to sleep after a while like well, okay. it gets so like monotonous and there's not much to do anymore so like i'm just like you know but in stardew there's always like something to do like always there's like little quests here and there there's like things you can go there's like mining and shit like it's great like several storylines for different parts of the game. Like, yeah, it's pretty lit, actually. I love the game. So, anyways, I've been doing that. Uh, what else? What I caught up on Loki. Yeah, I did too. And uh, yeah, that's pretty much it. Just feeling good today, you know. Yeah, no, like, uh, I know, like today's like your day to relax, and that's why we kind of set this like time a little bit later in the day than we used to. Like, um. We actually have a poll on Twitter right now. So far, the answers of us doing a live show on Twitch has been 100% yes. So, this might be one of the last shows we do in our underwear. So. Oh, I could still be in my underwear. <laughs> uh, so, that's that's going to be interesting. Like, I ain't done it. <laughs> like, we've all, like, like, most streamers haven't done it. Yeah, dude, we've done it. <laughs> what? I never want to think about Tim the Tatman in his underwear. 
dude, how the fuck else are they? How are they going to know if you don't tell them? I, I mean, granted. Uh, yeah. <laughs> but I watched, um, what did I watch this week? We, we watched, we both watched Spiral. Uh, yeah. Uh, I've been watching, I've been keeping up with My Hero Academia. I did catch up with Loki finally. Uh, man. You know what, you know what I've been getting into recently is a lot of webtoons. And... Mm. I guess I read way too fast because I've started like three in the last like two weeks and they all have like a hundred and plus episodes. You know what I mean? Like they, they, they upload two or three times a week and I have, I have maxed out all three of them and I'm like, God damn it, dude. So, uh, wow. Okay. But yeah, like I've been getting into a lot of webtoons lately webtoons and, uh, gotcha, huh? well, cause like, since they're not really constrained, by like the comic code, you know what I mean? Like every yeah, good guy. Yeah, original stories by people. Yeah. So I kind of like the intrigue. I kind of like some of the stories that they come out with, and uh, some of them are very weebish, and some of them are very dumb. But I'm fucking, I'm in him. I'm in him. So whatever. Um, I started. Re- huh? So you go ahead and enjoy that. <laughs> I'm gonna. I started reading Harry Potter. And the Half Blood Prince. Uh-huh. I'm uh, about I'm about four or five chapters in. Okay. Uh, so far, I'm. J.K. Rowling is not a good writer. No, it's it sucks, right? Like honestly, that like it's kind of it's kind of jumbled, you know. It's like she's so all over the place with with the narrative she's trying to paint. And, 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 and I don't know, maybe because I am a writer or maybe because I've been writing for so long and I edit scripts and I edit screenplays that, you know, her fucking style is problematic. Like Not only is her style problematic, but she's extremely problematic, too. Well, yeah, her herself. That's why I didn't pay for the goddamn book. Yeah, and that's another thing we did. We beat the new Pirates of the Caribbean storyline that's in Sea of Thieves. Yeah, 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 yeah. We did do that. We that did that, and that was a lot of fun. We tried to get Tell all our friends. Tell what we did. We, we kicked Davy Jones' ass, dude. Bro, we... Okay, so let me let me finish with the let me finish with the J.K. Rowling thing. We'll get to that in a second. So, like, not only... In her, her writing style is so problematic because she switches narratives... Almost mid sentence, like like it literally lost me at one point in time where she was talking about the prime minister in his office, the new prime minister meeting the the the, the head of magic, and uh, he's literally in the middle of stretching and yawning, and he's looking at the fireplace, and then all of a sudden the narrative switches to him describing the room, and I'm like, that is that is such a non sequitur. Like what the? It's fuck? like almost she she almost like got up to go get lunch and then just like came back and just started writing shit. Yeah, yeah. forgot where the fuck she was. You you know like oh god I don't want to scroll back up. Fuck it, whatever. Just describe the office. What the fuck, dude? Ugh. It was it's it's yeah they're not they're not great they're not great at all. Yeah, and and here's here's the other thing, right? Like I I don't understand how so many people said that she was a good writer. And that's one of the reasons I hesitated to read the fucking books is because it's like, if you're a really good writer, you know, uh, going to the books or going from the books to the movies or going from the movies to the books like I am, it, it, it's a shock, right? 
like it's it's so it's so different and so much more detailed and, and so much more uh spaced out and written out. This time I'm like, they're so far the fucking movies are winning. Because Yeah, this is the rare case of the movies are better than the books. Yes. Well yeah, and and, and, and but I'm like But I, but the books offer a lot more information and a little bit more lore on each character, so you kinda care a little bit more, you know? Granted, granted, and 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 I, and I know Cerberus Snape has been—he's my favorite fucking character, and I know he's problematic in both the movies. And That's why I told you to read that book. Yeah, yeah, and I'm gonna. Uh, so, they, I, and I know he's fucking problematic. Uh, the reason that he's my favorite, and I don't know if I've just ever discussed this on this show. I've discussed it elsewhere, you know, another nerd podcast that I've been on, but because all, all of him was driven by love, no matter how bad it got, no matter how, no matter what he did. It was all driven by love. He may have done the worst of it. You know what I mean? He may have taken a heart left turn, but it was all driven by love. And I like that. And I like that character, uh, that character trait. You know what I mean? There's other characters like, like James Potter, uh, that was doing shit for the glory of it. Uh, Sirius Black, who's my other favorite character who was doing it for revenge. You know, like there, there, there's in the beginning, he was doing it for the laws. Well, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but, just the idea that this this character trait of Snape, like carried throughout the entire story, and we we got an ultimate payoff in the Deathly Hollows when when he when he dies, uh, I liked that a lot, I really really did. So that's kind of why he's always been my favorite. Uh, yes, is he problematic? Absolutely. But you're also remembering that the guy talking, his favorite comic book character of all time is the Joker. So, huh? You know. <laughs> Edgy, yeah, no, I, I feel you, but like the story of, of James and Snape and, and, and Lily are just, it's just, whoo, that's some deep shit, you know? <laughs> like that, that's, it gets in there. It's, it's, yeah, it's, it's one of those you look at everybody involved in the situation and go, you all suck. Exactly, exactly. Like all of you guys suck ass, especially Snape in the later times when he's like, literally bullying Harry for what his dad did. It's like, you're a fucking piece of shit, dude. You know, like straight up. Yeah. And, and of course we see, we see the development of him kind of, you know, forgiving Harry, you know, kind of like, what the fuck am I doing? This kid has nothing to do with James. Like in the movies he does, but in the books, it takes a fucking while, dude. Well, it takes a while in the movies. We literally, we don't, uh, we don't get to see that. Uh, till yeah, until like the last, till the last one, pretty much. Yeah, literally right. confessed till the last one. So yeah, like there, there is, there is, there is growth and development in the movies, and that's kind of why I like the movies and why I've never read the books. But uh, and like I said, the main reason was because so many people said that she's a great author. So I walked into this fucking book expecting a lot because my favorite. Well, author, you're you're kind of early in the book, so let, let's see if it gets better for you. The Half Blood Prince. There's only a couple after that. There's only three after that. That was a longer. That was a longer book. No, dude. It's a uh, the the this in, in the series. There's there's only three books left after that. No, I meant like in, later on in the book. Oh well, maybe maybe uh, I I don't know. I've seen I've seen authors improve mid mid uh, mid 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 novel. But so far, I'm just I'm just really disappointed with J.K. Rowling. Like. I know I've been disappointed with her as a person, but uh, as we discussed the difference between, you know, separating a person and their work, 
she hasn't hurt anybody. She's just screaming into the void, and we happen to be listening. Uh, I don't think she's been part of any anti anti. I mean, yeah, she's kind of yeah, she does, bro. She's she's like extremely like. I don't. I mean, I don't want to like call her out on Dude, Everybody's specific. called her out. Everybody's like, you're not doing anything new. You're not. She's you're like not doing super anybody. like transphobic and stuff, and like she's oh, extremely yeah. like advocating for that. Like, and she's a fucking like. I don't know. She she's just, she can't make up her mind between being a feminazi and like a and something like an SJW. You know what I mean? Like they are the different. Well, she's like, she's literally labeled a turf, trans exclusionary yeah, that's, that's radical exactly feminist. What I was trying to say. Yeah, yeah, no, she's a turf. We're we're gonna call we're gonna call a spade a spade. She's a turf. Trans exclusionary. No, I just forgot the fucking term for. Oh. I knew it had a specific <laughs> term. I just didn't re- fucking remember what it was. Yeah. Yeah, so she's she's a turf, and everybody's called her out on it, and nobody really yeah. likes her. But I do not think she's contributed any money or anything like that to anti anti LGBT legislation. I written. really wouldn't be surprised, but honestly, I, I've heard that she has no money to give. Like she's literally broke. Yeah, so she donated like everything she had. Everything, to yeah. Charity. So if if we're wrong in any way, please feel free to correct us. And, yeah. uh, but like we, like we established a couple of shows ago, if you're screaming into the void, whatever, we can separate the artist from the work. If you're actively hurting people, then go fuck yourself. We will do away with you and everything you've done, no matter how yes, good it is. Scott, fuck off. Just <laughs> Actually, uh, do go ahead and bring up that, that, uh, that thing for me, that whole article about him retiring, because we're going to cover that as well today. Okay. But, gotcha. uh, we did. We did beat this new Sea of Thieves campaign. It only took us a couple of days. <laughs> Five days, exactly. We did one a day. We did one a day. And uh, let me tell you, man, it was a lot of fucking fun. That That is the most fun we've had in that game. It's probably since the beginning. Um, I did drop money that I shouldn't have <laughs> in the game. Uh, however... In my defense, I've only ever wanted one thing in Sea of Thieves. Mustard, what is it? One thing in Sea of Thieves? Yep. What do you mean? Like, you've only learned one thing? No, I've only ever wanted one thing in Sea of Thieves. Oh, that's the Black Pearl. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The Black Pearl. I've only ever wanted the Black Pearl. Literally, I played so many campaigns with Mustard and and, uh, Barb and uh, Joe and the Lemon... (laughs) <laughs> just to get enough money to buy stuff to make my ship look like the Black Pearl. But now we have an official skin, official sales, official everything. And I spent the money and I got it. Am I ashamed? No. I are all money, folks. <laughs> I don't care. Worth every fucking penny. Um, but it was, a, it was a lot of fun. Like, we had a lot of fun. And one of the... Uh, I think the last... Um, the last mission in the whole game is you do have to take on Davy fucking Jones. And <laughs> we were having such a hard time. We were like, oh man, we might have to call people in. We might have to bring other people in. And instead, we uh, we buckled down, literally got all our supplies in order really quick went back out into the fight and i think that is the fastest we've ever fired those cannonballs that is physically possible in that game because davy jones was coming around and he has like several you know boss attacks and just he came around at 
fucking corner and he ate every he ate about 20 cannonballs in literally about four or five seconds it was ridiculous and we got it and we beat it and i'm very fucking happy about it uh and we got cool stuff too dude it was super it, it was so fucking intense like oh my goodness you use that one instead um we got we were getting hit from nothing over and over again. It kind of sucked, and you gotta you gotta like shoot these huge mermaid statues while you're trying to dodge ghost ships. Like god damn it, dude! And there was like two of us. That's the worst fucking part. Yeah, there was, was only this guy. <laughs> there was only two of us. Which one am I supposed to use? The the one that I, the one that's there, not the one that I sent earlier. The game rant one. Yes. Okay, so that's the one I'm using. All right. But yeah, it was so fucking difficult, but we had a lot of goddamn fun. And it was only two of us. We tried to recruit our friends. They didn't want to play. They didn't want to join in. And so in the end, two fucking giant fat Hispanics from Texas beat the living fuck out of Davy Jones. How do you like that? I like it very much, sir. (laughs) But we've been on this for a while, and it is time to start the goddamn show. So... Uh, once again, uh, DJ isn't joining us. He is sick. Uh, so we tried We tried to get a couple people on, but everybody was busy. But nobody understands. Pod- Sundays are for podcasts. So here we go. Apparently, there's been yeah. some changes to Pokemon Go, and a lot of people aren't happy with it. So here we go. Uh, the community is currently expressing anger at the developer Niantic. Is that how you say that? Niantic. Man, that, yeah. that sounds racist. Uh, in response to announced plans to roll back changes implemented into the game due to the pandemic, these changes would increase the real-world distance which players could interact with in-game elements to aid with social distancing. Uh, they were well-received by the community, and they don't want to see them removed. <laughs> Bunch of, yeah, I mean that. This uh, the idea of it's funny. Like I don't want to get close to people, but like, <laughs> like, but um, it's actually true though. I I wouldn't want to see them removed either. That is not where I expected this to go. <laughs> I would. Huh? Yeah. Yeah. That that was that's a left turn for me. I was seriously like they put in social distancing measures and everybody was like fuck that. No, it's the opposite. They were like we're taking away the social distancing issues. No. Yeah, I don't <laughs> want to get close to people. No. <laughs> so they announced the changes uh, coming June 21st, which include the reduction of Pokey Stop and Gym interaction distances. Uh, these will be reset to the distances they were pre pandemic. Additionally, during the pandemic, incense effectiveness was also increased, which allowed Pokemon to be attracted to your location and thus allow catching them from home. Wow. So this is for Pokemon Go. People still play this? That's weird. Uh, The upcoming changes will reset the original standard effectiveness, but also provide a bonus for those moving around. And these changes have apparently upset the whole community. Apparently these changes made it more accessible to the players. What the fuck? That is so strange. Uh, well, here we go. Mustard? 
Sorry, I got a birthday call. All right. I've known people who have been very grateful for the increased interaction range. People with physical disabilities were able to interact with Pokestops and gyms that they were unable to before. The increase in the spawn rate of in- incense also made it ten <laughs> times better. Now people... Oh, shut up. Now people who had played more because of the special bonuses will no longer be able to play won't be as inclined to play less players equals less money for Niantic, meaning that it would be a morally and financially bad decision to take away these bonuses. Um, yeah. What are you doing, Step Pokemon? Anyways, that is... I agree. Incense. Incense. It's it's to attract Pokemon around you. Fuck off. Like, I I I, I know. I know. I under I know the Get out of here. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know, my fucking search history is already fucked. You really think that's something new? Um I don't understand. Okay. Dude. So right. so the guy that just said that his petition is the smallest of 3 on change.org. Oh, Collectively, wow. they have over 72,000 signatures. Wow. Wow! Sign my petition. That's great. Fifty-three thousand signatures goes to the to the highest one created by somebody on the Pokemon Go subreddit. Uh, <laughs> of course, of course, it's the fucking redditors. <laughs> <I'm>... <laughs> <laughs> we don't want to leave our damn house. <laughs> Get out of here with that interactive bullshit. Everything else has gone remote, bro. I want my Pokemon remote. Fuck off. Ah, damn it, Redditors. Uh, Reddit has become such a fucking thing in our news thread lately. It's ridiculous. Uh. (laughs) It's because it's such a gigantic place. It really is, yeah. And it's grown so much, dude. You know, I've been a part of Reddit for, I think it's uh, eight years now? Yeah, I think I'm going on like six. Dude, it's crazy. Like, it, I remember when, like, Reddit still had a bunch of bullshit on it. Like, a bunch of weird shit, remember? It still has that shit. It's still, most of it is still... You just sent me a video of a dude being pinched by a crab and screaming like Tom. <laughs> yeah, it's funny. <laughs> So, yeah, but you you weren't around in the space clop days, dude. The real the real redditors know what I'm talking about, dude. Okay, so yeah, don't even ask me. Okay, like I said, about six years. So I I, I don't know. I've only I, I I pretty much only use it for news and hentai. I mean that's that's fair. So you and I'm sure like a million other people do that too. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah yeah. So you know. <laughs> All right. So, what is this? Sony is inviting PS5 owners to buy another PS5. How? How, how would they do that? Uh, what? If you already have a PS5, Sony humbly suggests that you buy another, or at least it's the implication of sending a new wave of PlayStation Direct purchase invitations to folks who already bought one. What? As shared on Twitter by GameStuff buying expert Mario. With a number of Reddit commenters separately joining in the P- okay, um, this is bullshit. Each okay, hold on. To be rolling out with a regard for whether you've already bought a system through the PlayStation Direct program. Each invite 
comes with a special window in which you'll be able to log into Sony's shop and purchase a PS5 without needing to hammer refresh on the retailer page and even be able to add accessories to your game and games to your order without fear of your console being bought out from under you while you shop. What the fuck? So Wario64, one of the guys who's responsible for all the um, stock updates for the PS5 and for the Xbox Series X, says that he was invited, because he already purchased a PS5, to purchase another PS5 on a private server. What the fuck? I mean, it's good that they're doing this, but, like, why to people that already have one? Because they're dying right now. Remember, we have... I ever. Well, the PS5 we is outselling the Xbox, apparently. Apparently, it's not. There's, I've heard different things. Yeah, I've, I've ever since we covered that article about uh, the Xbox taking off in Japan, I've hmm. been I've been kind of on top of it, and apparently the Xbox is nipping at the heels and already got their ankle and mouth. Oh, dude, the Xbox PlayStation. is like, it's gonna fuck shit up this year, dude. Yeah. So, so right now, PlayStation's PlayStation Five stock has stalled. They're not hmm. selling anything. And I don't know if it's because right now all the all the all the scalpers, or because of bullshit like this that they have a private stock, but something's going on with Sony. And right now Xbox is just they're they're just they're they're catching up and they're accelerating at a rate that Sony is not able to keep that buffer between them at this point. Hmm. That's interesting. It really is. Like I, I've been, I've been on top of this because I, I was toying with the idea about getting a PlayStation. Then I remembered that they stole six hundred dollars from me, and I decided not to. So like ten years ago, um, twelve years ago. No, dude, about six or seven years ago. Hmm. When um when my Xbox account was lo- was uh, was locked, and uh, I had to call literally had to call Microsoft and plead with them. <laughs> to get it back, I had a PlayStation for about two years, and I had my rent in my in my bank account. They got hacked, and took the entire they took the entire six hundred dollars. And uh, because it was not a big enough hack like the other ones, essentially, I got a note from PlayStation going, "Sorry, here's a free game." And uh, after that, I, wow. I, I yeah, literally no bullshit. So I literally. Uh, the next day I sold my fucking PS3 uh, and went back to Xbox. Hmm. So that's crazy, dude. I don't think Xbox would have done anything different, but I mean, at least the it's way more secure, you know. That's 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 what I'm. That's the issue. Okay, so that's like that's the biggest issue is the fucking security. I've yeah. I've never heard, and I might be wrong, but I personally have never heard of somebody losing six hundred dollars because of a security breach with xbox it doesn't happen often and usually when there is a security breach with xbox they steal shit like game code and shit not people's information yeah and so i lost six hundred dollars and so fuck sony and uh, i'm never going back to that console gotcha but let's go ahead and talk about something that's been in our wheelhouse for a minute uh nintendo finally responds to the switch pro rumors you're gonna love this i'm not gonna love this Oh, you're gonna love this seriously. So the Nintendo Switch Pro, we've been hearing rumors about the Switch Pro, the Switch successor, 
forever. Uh, it didn't appear at E3, like we all, like this fucking podcast we fucking called. knew about that, yeah. Uh, they've been tight-lipped until now. The company president, Doug Bowser, yes, we know. That's great. Was recently asked about the Switch Pro and gave us some insight into Nintendo's plans. <sighs> Here we go. Read it. We are, we are always looking at technology and how technology can enhance gameplay experiences. It's not technology for technology's sake. And then, where do you apply the technology? Do you want to apply it on current existing hardware or platforms? Or do you want to wait for the next platform? And then, what's the right gameplay experience with that? There's a host of factors that go, in, factors that go into it, and it's sometimes and it's something we're always looking at. Um, okay. Uh, <laughs> that's it. That's all he said. Hmm. Mm-hmm. So from what I'm getting is exactly what we got last time. This switch is mint life and they're not going to fuck around with it. Mm-hmm. We'll update our technology when we feel like we need to. Not because it's the new hip thing. Yeah. Basically, it's what he's saying. Yeah. And and one one thing, and this is what's crazy, right? This is what's fucking crazy, right? The one thing that he says that no other gaming company ever fucking says, ever fucking touches on, and then what's the right gameplay experience with that? Yeah. That's one fucking important thing that Nintendo has always done. And it's and that's why they're so great, because they care about the gameplay experience, not pushing out new fucking games, not developing 8K, not developing fucking this and that. Oh, we got new this, we got ray tracing, this bullshit, dude. How is that gonna affect my gameplay experience as a customer? Like Nintendo is the only fucking developer or place that cares about that, and that's like why they're the way they are, you know? Yeah, and so far. Um... This is such a, this is such a fuck you to like the current, uh, bullshit market of Switch Pro, Switch Pro, Switch Pro. We gotta have the Switch Pro. Like the Switch Pro's coming. Bowser literally just dropped his dick on the table. 4K DLSS, 4K. We need 4K and 10. Fuck off, dude. Fuck off. Yeah, talk to me about how Among Us is 4K. Literally, but it's like one of the most popular fucking games ever. Talk to me about how fucking PUBG... Minecraft. Minecraft, dude. Minecraft. That's a perfect fucking example. Yeah, Minecraft's been around for, what, 10 years? 12 years? Still it's going? The most, it's the most Twitch-watched game of all time. Of all time, yes. Of all fucking time. And it has blocks for graphics, dude. You want to talk to me about 4K DLSS as a necessity? Fuck right off. Yeah, I'm not doing that. Well, we had, uh, we had a story about Ubisoft and DRM... Uh, making might and magic. Ad blocker. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not disabling that. Nope, don't do that. No. Fuck so that. fuck you. Sorry. That's a bunch of malware. Wait, sorry, to DJ. <laughs> um, so we covered this uh, just a little while ago. That see, Activision CEO, uh, Kotick, Bobby Kot. What is it, Bobby Kotick? Yeah. Mm-hmm. This dickhead. Uh, was going to get voted on yes or no, whether he could have, uh, what was it, $155 million 
bonus, essentially. And like we all predicted, he got it. Mm-hmm. So let's take a yep. look at this. Yeah. So shareholders from Activi- Activision Blizzard have approved the company's say on pay proposal by a narrow margin. With 54% voting in favor of the executive pay package, uh, it more or less happened. Uh, what happened in 2020 when 57 voted in favor, but a significant drop in support from early years. In 2019, it was 82%, and 2018, it was 92%. Wow, so it's going down significantly. So it's almost like they're learning. Uh, almost. Almost. Not yet. <laughs> Uh, the say on pay vote allows shareholders to say have a say on what Activision Blizzard is paying their top suits. Mm. Uh, various investment groups have been kicking uh, off over just how much Bobby Kotick is paid. Jesus fuck. Yup. So ninety five of his ninety five percent of his total compensation is performance based. And uh, it has been linked to other corporate objectives. So, in other words, if they sell more than 10 games, he gets $100 million or $45 million. If they do this uh, one thing, then he gets $20 million. It is a ridiculous fucking workaround. Because his his uh, his base pay is, what, like 595000 right now? Mm-hmm. But he still took home $155 million. Mm-hmm. Uh, the invest- yeah, the gaming industry is, is just ridiculous with uh, how much money it brings in, and how much money it distributes, and how careless it is with its money. It's pretty stupid. How corrupt? Let's just yeah. call it what it is. It's corruption. That's a fucking crook, bro. Like, legit. So, CTW, that we talked about last time, is an investment group. And if they choose to sue over this, then... This might go like, like we talked about last time. It might go to racketeering, insider trading, and RICO at some points, like depending on the amount of money involved. Uh, this could all involve the IRS and a whole bunch of other shit. So I hope it does. I hope it gets to that point. I hope yeah. they investigate these fucks. Honestly. I do too. CTW they wasn't convinced. They described these changes as smoke and mirrors rather than meaningful change while urging other investors to vote against it. CTW argued that Kodak's overall compensation package renders the apparently salary reduction moot. No, no shit. shit. No shit. Jinx, you owe me a Coke. Uh, God damn, dude. Blizzard Activision disagreed and uh, so did enough of the shareholders. But we also know that they were courting they're fucking shareholders. So that could be mm-hmm. a problem in of itself. Mm-hmm. <sighs> Damn. This is ridiculous, man. So Activision's market value went from just around $10 million in 2000 to $70 billion today. Wow. This, Jesus Christ, man. And you know why? It's because of all the fucking microtransactions, dude. No, no, it's 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 literally from the multiplayer. They you think it's from like it's from them buying COD. Yeah, because let's let's face it. What what put what put Halo on the map? It was, it was a multiplayer. Xbox? It was a multiplayer. And yeah, well, the first one didn't have multiplayer, and it was still one of the best selling games of all time. It was also one of the only that was in the. You know, that was in that weird space between generations. You know what I mean? Like, everything yeah. was weird. So, 
I don't Halo really... Two had the first multiplayer, and that yeah, that really that I mean, in my opinion, Halo Two jump started multiplayer gaming as we know it today. It really did. I mean, multiplayer on console, it showed it was possible. Like that, that's yeah. that's the biggest thing is that a lot like we like the PlayStation Two did have mul- uh, online multiplayer, but you had to have an adapter that costed seventy five dollars, and you had to have this other modem thing and then plugged into the internet. It was ridiculous. It was ridiculous to get the PS2 online. Uh, the Sega Saturn, not the Sega Saturn, the Sega, the Sega Dreamcast also had online multiplayer capabilities, but it also was ridiculously But the thing is, like, Halo thing. 2, you could invite your friends and, and, like, squad up together and have game chat and all that. Like, it literally refined the multiplayer game, like, like completely. Yeah, well, and that's what I was going to say is that these other these other games and stuff and systems we're competing with at the time was already an established market for PC. Yeah. Uh, Halo Two was the first one that made it simple, easy, and accessible on a console. Yeah. So. Yes. Um. With that, uh, you know, came all these other games, and yeah, COD being. First of all, a big change in what was multiplayer at the time, because we had a lot of Halo, but we didn't have a lot of Call of Duty type games. We had, uh, I think we had one or two Medal of Honors around that time. Um, yeah, we did. Yeah, we had like two. And they were garbage. <laughs> so when Call of Duty 4 Modern Warfare debuted, uh, the ease of the online capabilities and everything else that came with it, was a huge jolt to the system, and it just it jump started Activision. Wow, I mean that's so sad. <laughs> yeah. So CTW executive Michael Verner told GI Biz that the last word on the matter hasn't been spoken. Activision will be expected to make even further changes in response to a vote where 46% of shareholders expressed discontent. They will not be able to rest on their laurels solely with the changes they have made thus far. Also, this marks the sixth time in the past eight years Activision has received less than 70% support for its say-on-pay proposal, and the 2021 vote was the lowest the company has ever received. So, okay, wow, that's crazy. Well, hopefully they learn the next time. Uh, well, and that's just it, right? So if CTW really is this dissatisfied with what's going on, they literally can take this to court. They can uh, call for an investigation into what's happening, and this could uh, this could go places that we we've never seen really happen. So that's going to be really interesting, and I want to keep an eye on that. So uh, <laughs> a little while ago, we talked about Scott Cawthon and how. He got, he got caught red-handed donating to some very anti-LGBT uh, people, politicians, so on and so forth. He he, he was just caught, and, 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 he, and then he issued something of an explanation where he literally told the LGBT community, you don't know what's good for you, these people do. And it just put him in further hot water. Uh... And he went on to say that if he if he gets quote unquote canceled, and has to step down from his position in the Five Nights at Freddy's franchise, he will. 
And apparently, that happened. That's exactly what happened, yeah. I don't know what the fuck you're doing, but all right. Dude, some, I don't know, something's happening outside my house, and like it's making all kinds of fucking racket. That, yeah. So, the creator of Five Nights at Freddy's, Scott Cawthon, was met with a immersed controversy recently in the revelation of his past political donations. Which, again, I don't know if he didn't know were public. I, I, I really can't, I really don't know. So, Cawthon's sizable donations to Trump and other anti-LGBT lawmakers received an intense criticism. After these donations resurfaced on Twitter, Cawthon initially responded with an extensive Reddit post... Uh, detailing what he said, kind of like what I said, uh, you know, you don't know what's good for you, these people do. Um, a lot of fans didn't fucking like it, and a lot of fans were defending him. So, it is a ridiculous place to be, and uh, we're having a little bit of technical issues, so we're going to pause this recording and be right back. Alright, well apparently we found out that the technical issues is that we're both having fucking weather phenomenon. It's raining outside for me, and apparently in El Paso, Texas, in, in June, it's hailing. It's hailing like a bitch, yeah. So, I don't know what the fuck. <laughs> oh my god, it sounded like uh, Seth Rogen there. <laughs> Anyways. <laughs> um... So, getting back to it, he said, essentially, that if he has to retire, he will. And, essentially, the entire fandom, or the majority of the fandom, said, yes, fuck off. Really? Like, you've heard some responses from it? I haven't. I've I heard haven't a lot. Into it. I've heard I haven't read it too much. Yeah, uh, this, this was all over TikTok. It was on Twitter for a little bit. Um it was uh, on several places on Reddit under video game news. A lot of, a lot of, the, a lot of his fandom was like, "Cool, we love the game. You can go." Wow, that's fucking crazy. Well, yeah, dude. Like, are we? Are any of us surprised, no. bro? No. Are like any of us surprised? He's literally a middle-aged white Christian male. Like, <laughs> what do you think his morals are, bruh? And on top of that, he's. He started making video games as a pro-Christian video gamer. And, of course, we have no issue with what religion you are. We don't. It's just that a lot of people are really surprised at at his direction and his, um, his, his stance on things. And, and like, if you, uh, if you look back <laughs> at what... He is and what he's done, it's it's pretty goddamn obvious. You know what I mean? It, it's not, it, like, this should not surprise you. The one part where he says, I don't I do not do this for money anymore. Yeah, I have. I, I was, yeah. <laughs> Fuck Ooh. you, I got paid. So whatever, you know? like Literally, I've had a blessed, fulfilling, and rich career. Yeah, so, dude, bet you fucking have. We did, we did talk about his first response. And, um, so, <laughs> uh, we'll just take a look. We'll just recap here. If I get canceled and I get canceled, I don't do this for money anymore. I do it because I enjoy it. Yeah, people think I'm doing more harm than good now. 
uh, then maybe it's better that I get canceled and retire. I would accept that. I've had a fulfilling career. Besides, most things that people can take from you are things that never had much value to begin with. That comes from somebody who's had a lot in life. So, <laughs> uh, yeah. Can somebody scream privilege, my guy? Goddamn. We don't even fucking believe in that shit. We don't, like... Not really. But, like, that's pretty blatant right there. <laughs> that is fucking on display blatant privilege. That's something somebody with a lot of money who can retire now has. <laughs> and other people don't. Um... He says, I've always loved and will continue to love this community and this fan base, even if someday it doesn't include me anymore. Well, apparently it doesn't anymore because a lot of his fans got together and said, bye. <laughs> um, there was a lot of speculation on this. A lot of people didn't want this to be true. And I've read so many of the messages. A lot of people wanted to say that it was hacked or that the, the list was faked or that the amounts uh, weren't enough for him for the money he has. But he confirmed everything. And so in that, he confirmed that, <laughs> you know, he, he, he basically did. he basically said, sorry, not sorry. He, he essentially said, not fucking sorry. Fuck you. Like these people. And that's, that's the, that's the part that hurt me the most. Right. Uh, like, he, like he, he said literally that these people know what's better for you than you do. And that's, that to me was like the biggest insult. I was like, no, 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 no. That that's, that's where it lost me. You know what I mean? Uh, I don't know, man. Best man to fuel a strong economy and stand up to America's enemies abroad, of which there are many. Hmm. So here it is. Even if there were candidates who had better things to say to the LGBT community directly and bigger promises to make, I believe that their stances on other issues would have ended up doing much greater harm to those communities than good. What? Uh-huh. Literally fucking saying, you don't know, uh -huh. you're not smart enough to know what's good for you, but these people who are literally anti-LGBT do. And that, for me, like, I, I'm, I'm more than willing to listen to any reason anybody has for anything. I, I, I always... We uh, ha mustard and I have a shared open mind. Like, we are willing to listen. We're we're more than willing to learn. However, statements like that are blatant gaslighting and an insult to the LGBT community. Yeah, more than anything, that's a huge slap in the face. So, uh, here's the here is his latest. Uh, retirement letter, and I'll go ahead and read it uh, since mustard's being uh, pelted by Mother Nature. I think it's stopped now, actually. You want to tackle this? No, you go ahead. Okay. <laughs> Fuck you. Uh, he includes a piece of fan work. Um, we're just going to skip that part. Uh, he says, I've had a blessed, fulfilling, and rich career. I have been shown great kindness, and I have tried to show great kindness in return. I've tried to make some good games, let the debate ensue, and I've witnessed the creation of possibly the most creative, intelligent fan base on the planet. 
But here on the seventh anniversary of the first game's trailer, as I realized that I was in my mid-30s, then I created the series, when I created the series, and now I'm approaching my mid-40s, I realized that I missed a lot of things that I got to focus on before FNAF became a success. I miss making games for my kids, I miss doing it just for fun, and I miss making RPGs even though I stink at it. All of this to say that I'm retiring. I have been shown tremendous love and support over this last week, a lot of which has come from the LGBTQ community. The kindness shown to me has been surreal. Is this the end of FNAF? No. This just means that someone else will eventually be running the show, someone of my choosing and someone that I can trust. We will have to wait and see how it all plays out, but an announcement will be made at some point. I have six kids now, although one of them is currently the size of a blueberry. I love them dearly. They are my whole world and my whole universe. I want to focus my attention on them, focus on protecting them, and spend my time making things for them. I only ask that my fan base respect my decision, and I will still be around, just not in the capacity that I used to be. What a blessed career I've had. What a wonderful... Uh, what wonderful people I've met and what a tremendous blessing to have been able to know all of you. Thank you so much. See you on the flip side. Uh, what, what? So half of this is just bullshit and emotional appeal. No, half of it is just like, well, I got my shit. You guys have your shit. All so, right. Yeah. Out. Here he says, I realized that I miss uh, a lot of things that I got to focus on before FNAF came. I miss making games for my kids and I miss doing it just for fun. In the last fucking letter, you literally said, I don't do this for the money anymore. So which is it, Scott? And, <sighs> and mentioning his kids so much is an appeal to emotion. Yeah, six fucking kids. We get it. You're a Christian. You're, you're a quiver full type of guy whatever bro um <laughs> i'm glad he's gone yeah me too honestly I, and i still honestly don't know if i'll be supporting FNAF because he's still gonna be making money off of it i mean he probably owns parts whole, whole, like shares and stuff too so well he owns he's the gonna, ip you know what he's I mean? gonna be getting money from everybody so oh, i don't yeah. know if i'm gonna support it anymore yeah <sighs> Sorry, folks. We got a lot of gas today. I don't know why. Sucks. <laughs> I like, and they're talking about this. They're talking about the idea that he's gotten a lot of support. However, I've not seen any support from the LGBT community. Yeah, I haven't and, either. And once again, I've had my thumb on this because I've been very curious about what's happening. I've had my thumb on this, and I, I've yet to see anybody that's. And again, this is just personal. I, I'm not. I'm not speaking from a broad perspective. I'm saying anything I personally have seen. I haven't seen any support for this guy. After this, so yeah, it says here over thirty thousand dollars of profits from the series went into the pockets of po politics or politicians acting against the interests of the LGBT people. Uh -huh. And it says here, profits from future FNAF media will still likely go to the original creator. Mm -hmm. It is up to the LGBTQ plus fans of the game and their allies to decide what extent, if any, they want to support the franchise. I will not be supporting this franchise Me anymore. Either. Nope, 
I'm done. And I'm out, so, bruh. yeah, fuck you, Scott. You're a piece of shit. And truly, um, truly a fucking piece of shit. Yeah. I mean, and here's the thing: like, we try to be good allies. Yeah, we make the LGBT plus joke. But it's it's never in seriousness. It's in jest. Uh, uh, we are we try to be good allies, and when we see something like this that is literally harmful to that community. We're gonna call it out, mm-hmm. and and we're gonna speak on it. We're gonna stand our fucking place. I know DJ for a fact has deleted all his FNAF games and requested a, a refund on a couple of them. I've never paid for one, and I don't. I, I think I have one piece of merch that honestly I'm gonna give away. Uh, I'm done with this because this, this like actively campaigning against people is, it doesn't align with who I am and I, I can't speak for Mustard. Mustard, what do you think? Yeah, it's, I don't know, man. I just, in this day and age, like in this, in this, um, kind of era of government where everything's so public and so outlandish. Red is definitely the wrong side to be on at this point. Right? I mean, that's just it. So, like, it's just not because, as... like, they no, they actively hurt people. Like, they, yeah, they actively do that. And they, and they, 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 you know what? We're not, I really shouldn't get political on the show. We're not, we're not but... talking politics. We're talking about one person's stance that yeah, we're no, calling he, out. He donated to the wrong people. That's just all that matters. And and it 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 wouldn't have mattered if they were red in the end, if they weren't literally anti LGBT. That all could have been forgiven, written away. It could have been like, okay, yeah, that's his politics, whatever. But when like you know when you are aware that more than half of your fucking fan base is part of a group that these people are campaigning against and want to write legislation against, you're a piece of shit. I just believe that, you know, you shouldn't donate to politicians what's a fucking error. They have enough money. They're good. Fuck yeah. <laughs> That's all I'm saying. Like, I, I don't think you should fucking donate your money at all to these fucks. Like, they None sit on piles of cash. Like, no, no, no. No, no. Don't donate to any of them. Tell, tell me how a senator's salary is, like, only 600000 a year, yet they're all multi-fucking billionaires. $175,000 a year. They work 120 days a year. So there you go. And they're all multi-billionaires. All of them. Red and blue. All of them. Yeah. It's, uh, you shouldn't donate to either one of them. And once again, we're not trying to get political because it's just that we don't like people that actively hurt other people. And then I, I think I can speak on behalf of all three members of ETN. Uh, fuck this guy. Fuck this guy. Fuck everything he stands for. And I hope his whole fucking company burns to the ground. Mm-hmm. So there's all that. Moving on, though. So Indy Jones has hurt himself during a, a, a fight scene rehearsal. Yeah, I heard about this. The man's like 90 years old. What the fuck do you want? 70 something years old. Production will continue around him while treatment is done. Uh, he injured his shoulder during a rehearsal, but proceed, uh, filming is proceeding. Disney has confirmed that the injury to deadline, but the extent of the injury has not been disclosed. Um, it's probably just like a fucking stretch muscle or something. Like a rotator cuff problem or something that could be easily fixed. Or... Yeah. 
in 2014. R&R. <laughs> <laughs> Smoke a joint. <laughs> hey, you know, I mean, Harrison gets high, bro. We know he, he gets high. We know he gets high. There's no fucking he parties, way. bro. He fucking parties. Yeah, isn't, isn't he like a DJ? Yeah. Wasn't he, he like... He's like known for going to clubs and partying with people. Yeah, he gets high. Uh... <laughs> Yeah. In 2014, he also had surgery following an accident on the set for The Force Awakens that involved a door on the Millennium Falcon closing on his leg and breaking it. <laughs> oh, shit. Who the fuck is this putting... Man's, man's made of dust. Who the fuck is putting him in all these situations, man? Jesus, fuck. Uh, Indy Jones 5 began filming this month across the UK, and the film is planned for release next year in 2022 in July. So it says that's, here that's that great. this is the last Indy Jones film. Yeah, you're fucking right. I don't think he can do it again, bro. Dude, I... if it makes money, they'll find a way to do it. They'll, they'll fucking CGI on his face. <laughs> they'll go full like CGI. They with, like they did with Tron. They'll, they'll go full Tron with it. Oh, no. Fucking, uh, what's his name? I forget his name. I, I always name the wrong guy. <laughs> Jeff Bridges. It's Jeff Bridges. Yeah, it is Jeff Bridges. Um, okay, man, man. Yeah. <laughs> tr- Flynn. Flynn is the name of the character that Jeff Bridges plays. My name's uh, Flynn, man. Man. <laughs> I don't know why so many people hated that fucking movie. Uh, the the second Tron one. The new one. Yeah, I don't understand why so many people hated it. Because it kind of didn't make sense. Like, if I'm being completely real Have you with you, seen like, the first one? I'm just You asked a fucking question. I'm just answering it for you. Okay, calm down. Granted. I mean, it doesn't make sense. <laughs> the fucking plotline's dumb. Like, it's... The, the only thing I liked about it is, Hey, there's Daft Punk. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Literally. <laughs> I mean, I saw him rocking out in the club. I was like, yo, it's my boys. I didn't care what the fuck was happening in the club. I just saw Daft Punk rocking out, and then all of a sudden there was fighting. Yeah. I, I mean, I don't know. I liked it. Tron literally doesn't make sense. I don't give a fuck how you put it. It doesn't make sense. It doesn't, and it's not supposed to. It's supposed to be a fun visual ride. In fact, in one in, in the first Tron, if you slow it down when he's looking at the giant screen to see where they are, there's actually Pac-Man playing in the upper right-hand corner. So, yeah. like, for all these fucking people that were like, it's such a philosophic... No, it wasn't. It never fucking was. Stop it. Stop it. Anyways. <laughs> uh... So we did have a new Suicide uh, Squad trailer drop, drop, and honestly, I just don't care. I just want the fucking uh, movie yeah. out. Okay, we didn't dead the subject, though, in the video we game. Did. We did? Yes. No, we didn't. Yes, we did. No, we didn't. <laughs> yes, we did. Fuck you. I don't think we did. We did. <laughs> Next to your microphone, you stone fuck. So James, I don't think we did. James okay. Gunn is responding to the trailer controversy by sharing comic pages featuring Superman's ICU. What? Uh, ICU? Yeah. What? I don't understand. So, 
The new Suicide Squad trailer sparked a certain degree of scrutiny from DC fans, along with people turning over glimpses at the movie's extensive cast of rogues. A contingent of fans online voiced their doubt over the trailer's statement that Idris Elba's character, Bloodsport, was able to put Superman in the ICU with a kryptonite bullet. Yes, he was. That's completely canonical. Yeah, yeah, what? Yes, he was. He did it. James Gunn has responded to the criticisms by sharing a page from the Superman comic that demonstrates what happened. God, I hate when they don't just share the fucking picture. So here we go. We're just waiting for it to load, folks. Twitter's. (laughs) This one's only two years old. Yeah, but it's a Mac. Look how many tabs he got open. Jesus Christ. I got a lot of shit open. Your RAM's fucking screaming for its life. You know, what it takes to upgrade the RAM on this one is just might as well just buy a new one. Literally, though. And the thing is, is that I know why they did it. I just don't don't agree with it. Well, Apple doesn't believe in rights to repair, sir. They've been sued over it several fucking times. No, as well as they should be. This specific model of iMac was created for like rental places and shit, so that you can't upgrade it, you know, so that when you return it or if it gets returned, you know what I mean. Mm-hmm. So, okay, finally we're here, guys. Jesus, fuck me. So here he is. Okay. Yeah. Uh, really saved my bacon. <laughs> my God. So yeah, this is literally the Bloodsport comic. And this is you can tell the age of this comic. <laughs> and of yeah. course, is that Jimmy? I think that is Jimmy. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. There you go. God, I always hated Jimmy as a character. Did you always hate Jimmy? He's annoying. Yeah, he's annoying. I hated too. him so much. But yeah, it happens. Yeah, it's and it's not the first time. And it even says it even mentions it even drops it even drops Bloodsport's name right here. Right there. Right here. So what's what's the scrutiny here? Apparently, a lot of people are saying that it never happened or that it can't happen. They're idiots. (laughs) Straight up. Issue number four of the 1987 Superman series. Yeah. Uh, He says here, Gunn also discusses his decision to incorporate Bloodsport's attack on soups from the comics into the Suicide Squad during an IGN exclusive trailer breakdown. Bloodsport is in prison for putting putting Superman into the ICU with a kryptonite bullet. Yes, the Suicide Squad is part of the DCEU. We know that. Uh, but I don't know which Superman it was because I don't cast the next Superman. So it could be Henry Cavill. And it could be somebody else. Wow. It's whoever people decide on rather than me. Hmm. You can tell that he was literally... Like, DC came to him and was like, you shut the fuck up about soups. <laughs> uh, it's it's either Cavill or, or we want Riot. Yeah? Yeah. I, I love Henry Cavill, dude. He's such, a, he's such a good dude. He's such a perfect Superman. 
literally just a gamer dude. Like he just games all day. That's what he says, dude. Yeah. <laughs> Except when he's fucking working out, making himself further out of stone. So <laughs> I know DJ. Just- I know DJ did this just for you. Vin Diesel says he showed The Rock tough love in the Fast and Furious feud. I don't care. <laughs> It's been four years since details emerged about Diesel and Rock uh, and their beef during the making of The Fate of the Furious. The feud found its way into the public eye through a series of vague interview comments and social media posts, including an Instagram post in which The Rock called out an unnamed male co-star as a candy ass. Now Diesel has directly addressed the feud between him and Johnson, admitting that he stoked the tension in the relationship by pushing the co-star to elevate his performance. Tough love to assist in getting the, that performance where it needed to be. Has a producer to say, okay, we're going to take Dwayne Johnson, who's associated with wrestling, we're going to force this cinematic world audience members to regard his character as someone that they don't know. I. All right, who in the fight? Vin Diesel or Dwayne? <laughs> oh, let me think. The, the Not that tall fucking Vin Diesel. And the six foot four mountain that is the rock. Hmm. I'm picking Diesel. <laughs> you think he just fights dirty? Spanish Armada versus the British naval fleet, bro. Bigger is not always better. We know this. The <laughs> Hundred Year War. Is re- did you really just reference the Hundred Year War? <laughs> yes, I did. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> That deserves a. Where is it? (laughs) I'm just saying, man. Like, was better, bro. Like, it's the motion in the ocean. What the fuck? Plus, I'm pretty sure Vin Diesel's got years of like training in martial arts, doesn't he? I have no idea, but thank you for that. Fucking hundred year war reference. Oh my god. As we've learned from history, sir. Uh. <sighs> so he says, uh, Hobbs hits you like a ton of bricks, Diesel said. And that's something that I'm proud of, of that aesthetic. Uh, that took a lot of work. We had to get there, and sometimes at the time, I could give a lot of tough love. Not feeling-esque, but I would uh, do anything I'd have to do in order to get a performance uh, in anything I'm producing. So he was he has been producer before on several of the Fast and Furious movies, and it's always caused controversy. So That's I'm not, fantastic. I'm not really sure where to stand on this. Don't care. Well, here's here's the thing, right? So the the, the biggest thing to take away from this is Vin Diesel is kind of a storied actor he has been in a lot of things his most i i'd argue his most prominent role has always been pitch black you know richard b riddick and a lot of people want to give it to dom toretto i argue riddick was a better character a deeper character and honestly had far more range than dom i mean uh, yeah, uh, the this this series leaves me brain dead at this point. <laughs> I have no thoughts anymore. 
Okay. So, <laughs> I don't. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. As soon as I hear fast, and fi- I'm done. <laughs> so it, it hits theaters the 25th, which it came out two days ago. Uh, the film got an eight from IGN, but we've also learned that IGN has some of the most fucked up film reviews. So I'm choosing to ignore that. Moving on. <laughs> This is something Gibby sent in, and I kind of wanted to talk about it. So, Steven Spielberg is absolutely refusing to reboot Jaws. Good. Yeah, good. Nobody asked for this. Nobody's asking for this. Uh, He says, Steven Spielberg is firmly against reviving the movies. This tidbit came to light in an article from Deadline about Spielberg's newly minted deal to make films for Netflix through his production company Amblin. Uh, Deadline reported Universal recently approached the legendary filmmaker about rebooting his 75 classic with Swiss Spielberg producing. However, he shot the idea down. Based on Peter Benchley's popular 1974 horror thriller novel, uh, John, I, don't, I don't even think it was called Jaws. I don't remember what it was called. I think it was called Jaws. Do me a favor, fact check that for me, please. Uh, Jaws pits the residents of Amity Island against a great white, a rogue great white shark, attacking their beachgoers. It was a critical commercial smash hit, and honestly, what's regarded as the first summer blockbuster of all time. Uh, they did have three sequels, which all sucked, except for Jaws two, which was just okay. Uh, Deadline sources. Yeah, it was called Jaws, bro. It was called Jaws. Weird. Uh, Deadline sources and Universal and Amblin claim Spielberg's disinterest in revisiting Jaws was common knowledge and never part of a recent conversation. All the same, the filmmaker remains creatively involved with all the other franchises he's helped launch over the years, including Jurassic Park. Um. See that went really well. The Jurassic Park reboot went really well, except the third movie. Jurassic Park 3? No, the reboot. There's only two out. There's two? Yeah. Then the second movie sucked. <laughs> uh, it, it, it was a hit and a miss. It, it was... Uh, <laughs> it's difficult to gauge because there's there's nothing left of Jurassic Park left in them anymore. You know what I mean? Like, like the, the first movie was very close to the original book, which is one of my favorite books of all time. Uh, second one, third one, so on and so forth. There is just nothing left of the books. So, yeah. So it's, it's like so difficult to, you know, uh, it's so difficult to gauge them because it's like, you have to look at them as standalone movies and not part of where the originals came from. Well, that's what I'm doing. Like the, like just the writing and the acting was just bad. Yeah. Well, I mean, the new ones... I don't mind them because they can't. They kind of give me what I what I want. Instead of trying to be intellectual and scientifically accurate, they're just like, "Here's dinosaurs, fucking shit up. Have fun with it." And I kind of like that rather than the than the original three or four, where they were like, "Oh, we're trying to give you science and theories and stuff like that." And even though everything we're doing has been outdated for fifteen years, check this out. You know, it's it's. <laughs> uh... You know, it was the nineties for you. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean. So like, so like these new ones, I don't mind so much because it's like dinosaurs fuck shit up. End of story. Here you go. 
I mean, really, it's like the, what do you what happens when you fuck around with dinosaurs? Bad shit. Yeah, Bad and, which shit. is like pretty much pretty much the whole it encapsulates like the entire um, message of the first movies. Yeah. So but, since you're... Know, the writing the writing's weak, the acting's weak. That's all I'm saying. I'll say the writing is weak. The acting does carry it. Chris Pratt does do a good job, and so does his co-stars. Like I, I, I can't, I can't denigrate them. They're actually probably the best part of the movies. Okay. Second best part of the movies. Seeing a fucking Mosasaurus escape into the goddamn sea was a shit. That was fucking awesome. So whatever. But, uh, but I don't. Jesus Christ, I'm scared with that. <laughs> <laughs> why? Why do you think I don't go in the ocean, man? can literally swallow boats by itself, bro. I don't go in the ocean for a fucking reason. Oh, the Megalodon has been extinct for... I don't care. There's a chance. It's not a big chance. It's one of the most minute chances in the world, but I am... That's my luck. That's I, my I'm luck. I'm honestly willing to go out on a limb and say they're still there. <laughs> but that's, that's my luck. Dead man goes into ocean, gets eaten by first Megalodon, discovered in 50 million years. <laughs> Like what's what was that movie? Like what 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 if the Meg actually had a point? There was like this secret reef that we thought was the bottom of the ocean, was actually just like a fucking, you know, a little, a little Big Mac slice to the rest of the sandwich. You know what I mean? Like, like you got two slices, brother. You know, <laughs> the bread is right there, right there, man. Well, you know, <laughs> the Meg was the Meg was also like kind of like Jaws. It was so far away from the original book. But it was a, it was a big dumb shark movie, and I loved it. But is that but is that really far off though? Yeah, well, we scientifically, you mean discover a whole new reef underneath the reefs we've like kind of semi discovered? Yeah. Scientifically, is, is that what you're asking me? Yeah. Okay. Well, scientifically, it is plausible. Like it, it's 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 very possible because we have we do have literally underground. Underwater oceans, underwater lakes, and pieces of water we can't go down into because of the pressure differential or even the temperature differential. Now, you're also talking about a creature that existed on mostly uh, hydrogen-saturated water, uh, which we no longer have. Most of our water is mostly saturated with oxygen now, which is part of the reason that it evolved into the Great White Shark, a much smaller compact version of what would have been a six- or seven-gill shark. Now, the idea that there is a piece of ocean that we haven't been able to get to because of either the density or the hydrogen uh, uh, content is possible. Is it possible for for something to sustain life like a megalodon that's up to 70 feet long, you know, and weighs like 20 tons? Maybe. Plesiosaurus is another forms of food that would live down there. Uh is also a very big leap because what it would generally hunt would be colossal or giant squids or other sharks. So, I mean, like, I don't know. I'm willing to say that it's, it's there. (laughs) Carl's there hanging out. (laughs) Carl, you want to explain who Carl is? He's Carl is the name that we gave the Megalodon in Sea of Thieves. (laughs) Phil's the name of the Kraken. Phil is Kraken, yes. Um, well, we, we found I, out Phil is uh, Philippa. Yes. We, we, we always thought it was a boy. It's Philippa. Uh, Phil is a girl. Um, anyways. Moving on. Moving on, because we could talk all day about that kind of shit. 
But that that is my luck, though. That is my luck. First time in the ocean in years, and I get eaten by the first fucking megalodon we found. <laughs> I mean, hey, you'd be contributing to science. <laughs> I mean, I'm good with that, but my my last words would be like, "I fucking knew it." <laughs> <laughs> is that a fucking megalodon? <laughs> That's a megalodon. <laughs> that's it i'm out i'm done <laughs> that's my that's my luck that's my luck like god damn it uh we do have another transformers movie it's transformers 7 beast wars is coming in do we care i do not it was originally slated for 2019 release and it was pulled from the paramount schedule dude have have you seen the video of Michael Bay having a panic attack during a Samsung presentation? Yes. Fuck that, that shit guy. is that shit is so sad. Uh so hey. the the next one is called Rise of the Beast and apparently they've taken away a lot of control from Paramount and Hasbro has stepped in. Do we care? Actually, that's kind of interesting. Hasbro's kind of let these uh, companies have kind of like um, full reign of this. But after 2018's Bumblebee, something changed in the in the whole dynamic. Was Bumblebee a success? It was. And it was actually the best movie since the first two. Hmm. Was Shia? Shia LaBeouf. Um... So we're going back to the 90s. Uh, they're going to introduce the Maximals, the Predacons, and the Terracons. Uh, and that's going to be the ongoing battle between the Autobots and the Decepticons. Hmm. So this sounds pretty fucking bloated. Hmm. I don't know. I don't know. We'll have to see. We'll wait for a fucking trailer to come out. But let's go ahead and dead that and move on. So, it looks like Elton John is finally announcing his farewell, farewell Yellow Brick Road Tour. Uh, it'll take place in 2022. The new dates kick off at Citizens Bank Park in Philadelphia on July 15th and all the way to November. The uh, tickets go on sale June 30th. With pre-sale tickets available to American Express card members. Hmm. Uh, this is cool. And apparently this is his last tour. I don't know if this means like it's his KISS last tour. Because KISS has had 15 last tours. Um, yeah, so it's Black Sabbath. And Ozzy. So I'm, I'm more inclined to believe him. I guess is what I'm saying. He is getting up in age. He's, he's never announced something like this before, so yeah, no. I'm inclined to believe him too. I mean, it'll be it'll be sad to see him retire from touring, but uh, he is up there in age, and he has done a lot. So and he's made some kick-ass tunes. He has, he has. Benny and the Jets, yeah. fucking so on and so forth. Um, you look wonderful tonight. Like there, there, there's a lot. There's there's a fucking list, and he's done great. Um, it says here it kicks off in Philadelphia and ends in L.A. And so that's all available 
on Rolling Stone or if you go to VividSeats.com. If you want to check him out, this is apparently this is going to be his last tour. So good luck, Elton. We're rooting for you, Bodie. Hell yeah, man. Oh my god, your boy is back in the fucking studio. Oh, dude, Neil Young. Why? The horse is back in the barn now, shaking off the... Dude, put the horse down. His <laughs> leg's broken. That. can't go anywhere. <laughs> it's time for that fucker to become glue. Neil Young is recording a new album with Crazy Horse. Look at this fucker. Look at this guy. If I had a grandpa... <laughs> <laughs> look like that, dude. If, okay, if we had a grandpa. <laughs> he looks lost. He, he looks, looks like, like he's uber concentrated on just, like, functioning. <laughs> it looks like... It looks like he just, he just remembered where he is. That's <laughs> what the glasses are for. He just... He zoned out in his old age and then came back and he's like, mm. huh, oh, playing a concert, playing a concert. <laughs> you know what's like the biggest, you know what's the biggest funny, the funniest thing I've ever heard about these guys? What? Is that like most, the, it's been proven that most rock, rock like <laughs> legends that are like 60 plus have horrible fucking hearing. Uh, oh, you think? I think that's hilarious, dude. I, I I told and what is the first thing I told you when you started a band? Wear earplugs. Wear fucking earplugs. Did you listen? Did to I? No. No. And, <laughs> and no. now you have hearing damage. You fucking. And now idiot. I'm a deaf bitch. Yes. <laughs> oh my god. So uh, the place they had an LP in 2019 named Colorado. Did you listen to it? Fuck no, dude. What the I, fuck? I didn't even know it existed. Me neither. I didn't even know Neil Young was still alive until like a month ago. Oh, <laughs> uh, no. So they're recording it in a barn in the in the mountains of Colorado, modeled, modeled after a barn in the 1850s that collapsed in the same spot. Okay. Go ahead and read his quote. <laughs> uh, shaking off the rust... No, that, Wait. here, oh, you idiot. Uh, it's, <laughs> you okay there, it's, Neil? <laughs> it's an exact replica of the original, built with Panderosa Pines by <laughs> Ted Meows. Moe's? Mo, <laughs> Me by, by Ted and his great crew of <laughs> artisans. It is magic inside. Ted Meows. Mark Humphreys is doing our monitors, continuing a near 50-year tradition. Mark notes that this is our new barn to replace plywood analog and broken arrow ranch where we did ragged glory freedom and other albums these are new times with new songs and feelings after what our world has been through and continues to face i like i like how these fucking millionaires think that they they know how the world is it's so funny yeah i'm doing all this for you but i'm still gonna charge 150 dollars for a concert ticket you know, like get ugh, fucked, bro. Don't tell me how the world works right now, dude. Don't fucking tell me, okay? And the oh, thing there's is, a video. No, I'm not doing it. I am just. 
I am at a, I, I'm at a lack for care here. Do you, I mean, yeah, you're gonna listen to it. I'm not gonna listen to I'm it. I'm not listening to it. You're gonna, he, you're gonna be you're gonna be fucking marking your calendar for the new Neil Neil Young album, bro. <laughs> <laughs> and here's the fuck thing, right? Like you 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 literally talking about like the amount of privilege, and he literally just said that he rebuilt a barn from with like expensive pines. Yeah. And, you know, you know it's expensive when you can name the fucking tree, dude. <laughs> right? Yeah, that's why we. That's why we know that fucking Gibson guitars are made out of mahogany. It's mahogany, especially mahogany. with how, with how like expensive lumber is right now. Right now, yeah, right fucking now, it's ridiculous. And he literally just rebuilt it for the purpose of recording an album, and this motherfucker's in his seventies. He wants to talk about how the what the world's going through. Yeah, fucking right, bro. Get the fuck out of here. We don't name our trees around here. We get every reward we can fucking get, dude. What is that? Plywood? I don't know. Fuck it. Grab I don't it. fucking know. Yeah, grab it, dude. It's all, it's all it's there. What are you talking fuck. about? <laughs> so anyways, let's go ahead and dead that and start wrapping this bitch up because we still got a post show to do. So I guess... um mahogany, you bitch. What the fuck? Sorry, that really pissed me off. I don't know why the naming the tree pissed me off so much, but it did. Because we because we know we we're we're musicians. We're musicians. And we know that if you can name a fucking wood, there is a price to it. Like yeah. I like yeah. I said, we know what are Gibsons made out of? Mahogany. It's made out of mahogany and maple. And flame top maple mahogany bodies. We know that their fucking fretboards are capped with either power. Ebony. It's ebony. It's usually ebony. They're so, like, yeah, Gibson Gibson pays the fucking tax. Fender doesn't. Fender switched to Palfero, but Gibson still pays the tax. Still, yeah. So, like, like, if you were musicians and we can name the fucking wood, there is a price associated with it. Yeah. Like, like it's not. It's, yeah, shit. it's not a random thing. It's not some fucking thing where, you know. Uh, it, it's like hearing somebody who believes they're rich name drop brands. You know what I mean? I only drink sh- champagne from this vineyard. Like, get fucked, bro. I drink Jack Daniels. Jack Daniels. I, I hell drink, yeah, brother. I drink hell the Jack yeah, Daniels. Brother. You know what I mean, dude? Like, I. So, so that, and, and that's exactly it. For those of you who are not. <laughs> I drink Costa Blanca. <laughs> Loser. <laughs> I drink WF. All right. Whatever's free. Anyways, so yeah, for for uh for those of you who don't understand the musician standpoint of it, think of it like that. I I drive a BMW. I drive Ferraris. Like, yeah, okay. The second you say a name or a brand, there's a price tag that comes along with it, and that's the same thing with guitars. Only with, or, or, or I'm sorry, with lumber. Only like this motherfucker literally rebuilt a barn out of wood. He can name drop. That's money. And he's going to fucking sit here and lecture us. That's about money. <laughs> yeah. And yeah. he's going to lecture us about how the world is. Get fucked. I mean, okay. I think we're reading a little too much into it. I'm not. Fuck that guy. Anyways, sell on the Patreon, uh, Mustard. Well, if you're in the monthly payments, like the rest of the world is. <laughs> Uh, come on down to patreon.com forward slash VT network for where the one dollar tier you can you get a name of choosing in the credits of every episode. 
That's $1 once. For the UAV tier, we're bumping it up $2 more, $3 total. You get name of choosing and credits of every episode, access to the post show that releases every Wednesday, and you get a minute with DJ. Whatever that entails, it's all inclusive. The $5 tier, Airstrike tier, is access to the monthly movie roast, access to the post show every Wednesday, name read aloud at the end of every episode, name of choosing the credits of every episode, stickers each month, and a giveaway every three months, and you also get that 60 seconds with DJ. So, the five to the five dollars here is where you want to be. It's where it's it's where it's at. Absolutely. So again, the link is patreon.com forward slash VT Network. Hell yeah. I gotta there it is. <laughs> so um Well you also get to tell them how to talk to us. Yep. Uh where is it? There it is. Yeah. <laughs> Facebook, Twitter, BT Network number two, Instagram, BT Network number two, email, VT Network 84 at gmail.com. Our email, our Twitter, our our Instagram, Facebook is all open for suggestions, interactions, and critiques on anything you could possibly think of. And, um,. For random polls, we also might be, sw- be switching platforms to Twitch, so this might be our last show that you won't get to see our beautiful faces. Uh, social media. <laughs> <laughs> you stream, you fucking idiot. Yeah, I, also, I also stream on Twitch pretty regularly now, actually. Uh, twitch.tv forward slash Colonel Mustard. Uh, come hang out and chat. I would love it. We play all sorts of shit. Yeah. I just love the music. Wanted to know it's to play. Great. It's it is. Great. So uh, I'll, I'll be. We'll be spending some time also opening up website because there, apparently there's enough of a feedback that people want that. Uh, You've gotten feedback for that? I have. Yeah, I, I actually have. Like no no bullshit. I've actually had people say, "Well, why don't you have a fucking website?" And I say, "Because we're morons. Because we don't know how to do this professionally." Just kidding. <laughs> we we don't we don't we're 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 not exactly flying by the seat of our pants, but we're definitely you know, <laughs> we're not professionals at this. Um, but I do want to if the monthly thing isn't uh, your bag. Where's my, where's my, there it is. Come on over to vtnetwork.redbubble.com. There it is. I like that drop. Where we have currently nine designs, and I keep waiting. I'm going to resubmit the 10th design. Um, <laughs> if it doesn't get approved, it doesn't get approved, man. Like, whatever. No, no, no. It's going to get approved. I just got to go through, like, certain bullshit. So it starts with a watch-me-give-a-fuck eyeball, ends with a VTN Christmas wreath, and uh, we have all sorts of things in between. The 70s funk logo, the Stranger VTN, the neon sign that no one cares about. It hasn't... It's had two visits. The entire store has had two visits on that. It hurts my feelings, dude. Because it's a fucking vaporwave background, bro. We should just take it off. That's our aesthetic, bro. Anyways, aesthetic. <laughs> aesthetic. 
The prices, I believe, are very reasonable. We got mugs from $12, stickers from $1.17, and masks from $7. So if you think that these prices are a little bit too high, please let us know. We're more than willing to drop them. <laughs> and, uh, because we don't care. We don't want the money. We want you to rep our shit. So once again, vtnetwork.redbubble.com. God, I love that. Tell your kids. Tell everybody you it's for, know. It's, it's for the kids. So, this month I want to thank our Patreons, which is Lofus, hi baby, The Grave Robber, The Raging Caucasian, Cheyenne, Carol, Anthony, Sherry Finks, Mr. Blacklun, Gibby, The Lemon, Miss Faith. Thank you all so, so much. I, you, your stickers were delayed because of the U.S. Postal Service, but they're going out, and you should have them in just a couple of days. So, thank you all so, so much. I want to thank Paul Schreier and the Magic Squirrel Network for keeping us on and keeping us going. Say thank you, Mustard. Thank you. And I want to thank anybody who interacts with us, anybody who's considered being on the show. And we are going to be uh, looking into how to stream on Twitch because uh, we're, we're not giving up the audio portion. You're still going to have this every Monday, but we're going to be doing that also live. So um, we'll have to figure that out. It, yeah. it won't be hard. But... Um, with all that said, though, thank you to everybody who interacts. Thank you to everybody who's voted on the poll. And um, also, thank you to Danny Yetwell. I have, uh, I, I've, I've wrote a couple of stories, and more than a couple of them have been put out. Uh, they're on Spotify. They're not on Apple iTunes for some reason. But it's Search Dark Charm Media. Um, I've been helping him write, and I'm been helping voice act a lot on that. My first story with them was officially called Get Better. So if you want to search that. Uh, I also, we recently, he recently put out one of my stories called Cat and Mouse, and the follow-up to that's coming out soon, and that's going to be called Yin, Yin and Yang. So we kind of got a little theme going with it. So please check that out, Dark Charm Media, on uh, Anchor and uh, Spotify. I don't know when it's coming to iTunes, but I'm, I'm pushing him to do it. With all that said and done, though, we're going to go ahead and head to the post-show to entertain everybody who's on our Patreon. And, oh, we do have a challenge. 16 Patreons. And my option for a... Um, for a, for a, a, an Xbox Series X becomes uh, null and void. Mm -hmm. And uh, mm -hmm. we're, because the 30th is only a couple of days away, we're going to go ahead and move that to uh, July 9th. So by July 9th, okay. if Mustard can get five, uh, I'm sorry, 16 total Patreons at the $5 level, uh, I buy a gaming PC. Okay. So there we go. Uh, well, all that said and done, here we go to the post show. So uh, say goodnight, Mustard. Good night, DJ. Fuck.